Hey everybody, Donnie Bovine here. Thank you so much for listening to the episodes. Do me a favor, if you get any value out of these, would you leave me a review? It would mean the world to me. I'm on a massive mission to help as many people as I possibly can get to freedom through building a business. I gotta be honest, building a business is by far the toughest thing I've ever done in my life, and I promise you, my business has worked on me more than I've ever worked on it. I don't think there's a better tool in the world to meet the dude in the mirror than building your own company. You're going to find out what the hell you're made of. In these episodes, I bring on the people that have been through it, gone through it, done it, built monstrous companies, and I get them to coach me on how to actually level up, grow, and scale my business. They're hitting me with some hard questions. They're bringing some amazing advice. And, and I'm telling you, I take notes from every one of these episodes from these people that have actually lived it. They've gone through it and have turned their businesses into amazing empires. So I hope you find a ton of value in this. And I hope that this becomes something you come back to and listen to often. 10 simple ways to improve your networking skills, even if you're an introvert. Hey, what's up, guys? Donnie Bovine here, CEO and founder of Success Champions Networking. And hanging out with me is Kevin Snow, the sales automation tactician and introvert. We're going to have a little bit of fun on this episode. And I've come up with a list of these 10 simple ways to get better at networking and improve your skills. And I want to prove that you can do it even if you're an introvert. So I'm actually going to take Kevin through each one of these. I told him not to look at the list, so uh, he doesn't even know which ones I'm going to hit him with. But I'm going to take him through one by one of these and get his thoughts and opinion of my top 10 things to uh, get better at your networking skills, even if you're an introvert. So diving right in. Number one. Uh, is I just kind of... Was I just kind of assumed that the even if you're an introvert meant even though if you're already a badass. Yeah, that was not the thing. Uh, that, that, yeah, that was not the thought process That's at all. totally how I heard If you're it. weird and uh, awkward <laughs> and you can't talk to people, this will help you too. <laughs> so number one, uh, always network with a target. You know, like an objective you want to, to accomplish. What do you think? Yeah, I... You have to. Otherwise, you're just kind of roaming around the room hoping something happens. Uh, if you go into a room with an understanding of here's what I want to accomplish today, uh, it's going to make it much easier for you to stay focused and do that. I always went to events saying I either wanted to meet specific people that I knew were going to be there or I wanted to leave with X number of really good conversations slash introductions. So it helped me stay focused uh, on what I was doing. And not uh, get, you know, because I go to events uh, and I, I know people. So it would be really easy for me. Uh, and Donnie gives me crap about this all the time to hang out with the people I'm safe with uh, and not go out and talk to other people. So having that target of what I wanted to do while I was there and my goal was was important for me. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I, I, I think that mine was always get to because. I usually I got to the point where networking get annoying, especially in person. So, you know, mine was get two appointments set, get out. You know, otherwise I would spend too much time hanging out, BSing and not not doing what I would accomplish. And 
if I, if I got to hanging out with friends and buddies, man, then networking was right out the fucking window. It was, let's just hang out and have a drink. Number two, this would be interesting. I'm curious to see your response is always make the first move. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But it's a true belief of mine. You always make the first move. I, I, I don't think it is a must have thing. I think it is if you if you have there certain if you have a list of people that you want to meet or certain things you want to achieve at the event, yeah, then you have to be you have to take control of it and not just hope other people will introduce you to the right people. But most people that are networking, unfortunately, aren't focused on what everyone else is doing and how everyone else is experiencing that networking event. They're focused on what they need. So, you know, if you aren't taking control of the situation, making the first moves, it's going to be harder for you to hit your goals. So, uh, yes, really important, but not my number one. Um, and for me, though, it is one of my top ones. And, and the reason it's one of my top ones is, is really simple. I don't care if you're introverted. I don't care if you're extroverted. I don't care if you're freaking a purple people eater, right? Um, It comes down to that the people who win are the people that can take advantage and lean into the situation. And what I find is more often than not is people sit back and don't do a lot. And I know I'm asking a shit ton, especially of introverts, but I can tell you there was a, a gentleman, I'll use his first name only, named Doug, that uh, became a client of mine. And I got to tell you, this dude was introverted as hell, but he was a masterful at going into the room and taking the first move, the first initiative to say, hey, I'm Doug, you know, and walking into the conversations. He knew he was awkward and he would tell you, he's like, man, I'm a goofy guy. I freaking know it. He goes, this requires a lot of energy. But I knew that if I didn't go make that first move, then it was very, very hard for me to network as a whole. So one of the things, actually, there's two things I would do. One of the things I would do uh, to help with that is I would position myself by the by the door coming in and I would literally become the ad hoc greeter for the event. <laughs> so people coming in the room would see me first and I just say, take your jacket uh, and I talk to people. <laughs> No, it was there was no. Let me check your jacket for you. Thank you. Thank you for the tip, sir. Um, there, no, it was. It was I take the fucking tip, so they gave them to me. Yeah, uh, it would literally be saying hi and asking them, "Hey, so who do you need to meet?" and and doing that initial piece and try almost trying almost being like that uh, chamber ambassador at the event that's trying to interact with people and help people out a little bit. Uh, but it was a non-invasive way for an introvert at that time for, for me to make that first move and, and talk to people. And cause then they're like, Oh yeah, cool. I'm totally trying to meet these people or, you know what? I, you know, this is my first time here. It's like, Oh, cool. Mine too. Uh, and they'll be like, really? I'm like, yeah, this is just a great way for me to meet people. We're talking, aren't we? Uh, and then, you know, and then we'll have a really cool conversation. The other thing I would do is I would find the other introvert that was hanging around the outside of the room and not really engaging. And then I'd go up and introduce myself and do that same thing. Hey, who are you trying to meet? You know, what's your goal for the event? Uh, you know, what are you trying to learn? Blah, blah, blah. Uh, Thank you for proving my point of making the first fucking move. Good job. I know. I, I will do it. Uh, <laughs> I said it was important. Chop that one want? up to Team Donnie. <laughs> uh, 
but and then I then I literally lead them into the middle of the room and they get them talking to people. Now they wouldn't be on the outsides anymore. So, but you know, it's and it's things like that that really make you memorable to those people, as opposed to just coming up and introducing yourself in the middle of a crowd. You know, hey, uh, who are you trying to meet? Oh, let me introduce you to Bill. I think he'd be great for you. And and facilitating their experience is much more memorable than just the people that come up and introduce themselves. Love it. Love it. Number three, don't be an Eeyore. Yes. Um, I, I don't know what else to say. Don't, don't be a grump. Don't be a sourpuss at these events. You know, no one wants to hang out with someone who is uh, depressed. Uh, and we're going to get an email. Um, <laughs> Welcome. I mean, but it comes down to, I mean, you don't want to be around some of this guy's always fucking falling. Yeah. And it's, it's, you're at an event, you're, you're probably, there's probably having some drinks, you're, you're socializing, you want to be enjoying your time, you're not there to hate life. So, you know, don't always be the downer, the Debbie downer that every time someone says something, you uh, poo poo it, or, you know, did you just say poo poo it? Poo poo. Yes, (laughs) don't don't poo poo those ideas. that was the first appropriate <laughs> phrase that came. Oh my, my god, Chad! Will you please put that on loop for me. <laughs> <laughs> That's. I don't know why you want that on a loop. Oh, dude, I'm just gonna put that out. And um, we're, every time we do a training, that is workshop, gonna be, I'm gonna be hit a button. It's gonna be Kevin going poo 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 poo. <laughs> that's that's gonna be Donnie's new ringtone. Uh, so, but it, it, but back to a serious topic. Uh, <laughs> No, you, you, you want to have be around people that are upbeat and excited. And, uh, you know, when you share something, it's like, oh, that's really cool. And having that type of interaction as opposed to being the, you know, the, the defeatist in the crowd sure. and everything's horrible and you, it's just going to, you know, the sky is falling. Yep. You know, don't be chicken little. Yep. That's it. That's it. Number four, focus on introductions. Yeah, totally. Uh, if you are focusing on introductions... Question. Yeah, if you aren't focusing on introductions, you're going to be pitching. Yep. So and you're why? Trying to I mean, sell. But, but I mean, I know why. Uh, why do you say that if they're they're not focused on introductions, they're going to be pitching? Uh, because when you're when you're especially for salespeople, you're in this room, and your goal is to uh, build that relationship that's going to generate some sort of revenue for your company and get you into a sales conversation. You know, no one comes to those events, though, to be sold to. And if you go up to that person and you immediately start pitching and selling and trying to jump, you know, like three dates ahead in the relationship and you're trying to skip over the first two dates, you are you're just going to piss people off and they're not going to want to interact with you unless they're at a point where they absolutely actually needed your service and you just happen to show up. Yep. 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 So focusing on introductions and getting that person in front of the people that they're actually there to try and meet and want to have conversations with is going to make you all the more memorable to them. One of my favorite moves after a networking event, because uh, I'd always like to say, who are you trying to meet? And, you know, blah, 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 is was to call them and say, hey, this is Kevin. We met at the XYZ event uh, last Friday. I was thinking about you. Remember how you said you wanted to be introduced to this or you're trying to do this thing? Well, I think I have someone I can introduce you to. Their name is this, blah, blah, blah. Can I give them your info? 
And now they're like, wow, one, you thought of me, you called me back, you didn't have to do this, and now you've made an impression. I like it's it. All about I respect it. But the only thing that ran through my fucking head is what took you so goddamn long? So for me, dude, I want to write then, right? So if I'm talking to somebody and then you go, who do you want to meet? And I'm like, all right, hold on. I'm going to make the introduction right then and there because I know me. You're way more yeah. organized than I am. I'm not going to remember to do that fucking follow up. Well, one of the things for me was one, I wanted to have a reason to call that wasn't me just calling to pitch. Uh, and two, I probably made some introductions there. But I usually would save one so that I had a reason for calling later. Sam backing it later. All right. All right. Yep. All right. So then I could, because you know what? The thing that always happens with salespeople is you get all these really cool cards from people that you meet at these events, but then they sit on your desk and you don't do anything yep. uh, because it's you're now you know prospecting and no one wants to prospect. Well, it's a lot easier to make that follow-up call when you're introducing them and you have something for them. And, and invite or telling about an event or something that came across your email that, hey, I saw this and I thought about you, totally thought this would be really up your alley or would help you in your business. Here's what it is. Uh, and then going from there, it's just a, you know, it's a cool aftertouch for the event. Cool. Number five, keep moving. But I just want to hang on your coattails and let yeah, you no do all shit. that working. <laughs> <laughs> no um, shit. No, it's, you know, I agree. You want to have those conversations at uh, networking events, you know, you know, five minutes or less, you know, and you want to have a really quick in and out talk. You know, talk why to why only five minutes? Doing. I, I, I don't know if I have a really good answer. For I that. do. So I've just kind of been my rule, rule of thumb because it, you don't overstay your welcome. You aren't, you don't get sucked into uh, periods of awkward silence because you're still trying to figure out what your, your things are that you can relate and be authentic with them about, you know, uh, that just cracks me up. You're still trying to what? relate. Just fucking relate. You dang introverts. Um, uh, I'm going to get all these <laughs> introvert hate mails for too long, but, but no, the reason you only stay for five minutes is after that you're either gonna start talking about some boring ass fucking what'd you do last weekend shit which i hate small talk or you're gonna start pitching because your people's mo when they run out of things to talk about is they start talking about their company but they start talking about it from a perspective of uh let me tell you or show you some of the things i can do or let me tell you some of the clients i've worked with it, it always happens yeah I so want to start training everyone that when they meet you at networking events to ask small talk oh, questions. It's so annoying. Um, <laughs> I try. I, totally I, want I mean, people I just a small talk, with dude. I, I seriously try. I try and be interested in in things. And there's sometimes I'm genuinely like, if I know something's going on in the personal life, I, I'm 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 into it, man. But just general small talk. Now you want to come up and talk business? Let's talk. You know, I can do that all day long. Hey, Donnie Bobine here, CEO of Success Champions Networking, and I just want to jump in really quick and tell you about the network. Success Champion Networking isn't for the beginning networker. It's for the business people that understand that building a successful relationships is a two-way street requiring commitment from both parties involved. Stop wasting time networking with people that don't understand how to leverage their network to generate quality referrals for you. If you're ready to network with business people that are tired of doing all the heavy lifting and want to build real partnerships that generate high revenue referrals, 
visit one of our chapters today at successchampionnetworking.com, and I look forward to seeing you there. Um, small talk just suck. I actually had to learn how to small talk because I suck at it. Uh, number six, get to one-on-one meetings. Yes. Why? Yeah, the the uh, the networking event is really just the you know the introduction. It's finding out who they are and that there's a reason to meet. You want to get into that one-on-one meeting so you can really dive into who they are and what they got going on, and you can really spend time figuring out how you can help them. Not meaning how you can sell them, but how you can actually help them and how you can get them in front of the right people. That's really hard to do in five to 10 minutes in a crowded room where multiple people are coming up and you're both trying to think about, all right, who am I going to talk to next? Yeah. So you need to get them into that one on one where the focus is on each other and you literally can have those really cool conversations and come up with cool ways to collaborate. Yeah, no, I agree with all that. The thing I want to add on there is you can find out a lot more about an individual once you get them one-on-one away from the crowd. Because sometimes, like you said, as an introvert, you know, that you sometimes got to put on a different kind of face to go work that room. We almost become somebody else to work that room. When you get them one-on-one, you're going to meet who actually they are. And the people that are just out looking to pitch and sell you their shit, that's all they'll know how to do once you get them one-on-one. They will start taking you through their process, their system, and and you get to really see people's true colors come through because they don't know any better. So for me, that's why I get to one-on-one because I know what to do with them next um, and, and where to put them in my hierarchy of things. But everything happens in the, in the one-on-one conversations, man. All the introductions happen, the referrals happen, you know, the relationships are built. Nothing happens until you get to that one-on-one and you get to know each other. So it's huge. It's huge. Number seven, find a wingman. Yeah, I it, it's more fun. It's less, especially for an introvert, it's less intimidating when you're going with someone. Uh, I always told people to do that, you know, uh, especially when I was working with uh, different uh, networking groups. I'm like, hey, there's especially ones that were forming. There's a gr- event going on. Two or three of you should go because you can literally go in. You can make talk to each other, say, here's what my goals are for the event. I want to meet two people. I want to meet three people. I'm looking to get introduced to this specific person. I know that's here. You get in, you immediately split up, go do your networking. About halfway through the event, you check in with each other and say, all right, so who did you meet and how are you doing? And, oh, cool, I want to meet that person too. And then you can start exchanging introductions at the event. And now you become a facilitator for other people in the room because they're like, oh, I told so-and-so that I met you and they totally wanted to meet you. So Donnie, this is Bill. Bill, this is Donnie. And now you've got a new conversation going and you're off networking again. So it's a great way to, uh, it's basically gamifying the event. 100%. And having some fun with it. Yeah, I would. the only thing that I would add to that uh, in particular is you're a lot nicer guy than I am. So, but I we would... Uh, me and my buddy Jason, we were actually, we caught up the other day and we we're just talking about it and laughing about some of the stupid shit we did networking. But we, we, we would specifically go to events to get introduced to the people we needed to get to. So we would work the hell out of that room to get into all the people we need to have the right conversations with, although it looked like we were having casual conversations. But the main reason him and I would go to events together was not just open doors together, was to do our dumping runs. 
um, and the dump and runs is you're going to have that one lone jackass that found you and you are his hero. And he's just not going to leave you alone because by God, you said hello. And that's now, you know, the person that he can talk to and he, they will get locked in on you and not stop talking because if they stop talking, you might walk away. So they're going to stay locked on you. So when you get that person, you, you can, if you have your wingman, you can literally go, you know what? I got somebody you need to meet. And you walk it over and go, hey, dude, you need to meet Jason. Jason, dude, y'all have a great conversation. And Jason would be behind the guy's back shooting me a bird because he knew what I was doing. <laughs> and then you'd wait 30 minutes later if we're still at the event. Here comes Jason across the room with somebody that's latched onto him. And he's like, hey, dude, you need to meet Donnie. And now he's dumping and running on my ass. So, so uh, <laughs> there's a lot of benefits to taking a wingman along for the ride. Somebody that can help you work the room. And for your introverts in particular, take somebody who's loud and crazy like me to the events and let them get you into all the crowds. It's it's a cool way for you guys to network. So, because a lot of our listeners haven't been to Summit, so they haven't seen how we network in a room together. So this is normally what happens, especially at the end of the day, when after I've been, So the whole comment uh, earlier where Kevin said that people. I just follow you around, that's what he's fixing to tell you. <laughs> yeah. So literally, in the, the first couple of years, because I just be wiped out after doing running the, the thing and speaking and networking with members and doing all that stuff. I, at the end of the day, I was like, yeah, I'm done peopling. So I'd literally sit my ass down next to Donnie and drink and let him network. And I join in the conversation like this is perfect. This is awesome. <laughs> uh, so after uh, last year's, I was like, yeah, next year, you got to go network and do your own thing. So I and I did. And I was much better this year. I thought yeah, I went yeah. out and I networked and did stuff at all the after. There was a couple of times I saw because... Kevin actually like coming to sit by me. And then you could see he thought, oh, shit, I got to go network. And like turned around and walked the other way. <laughs> that happened a couple of times. I'm like, all uh, right, he's getting there. <laughs> So, but, you know, part of it was I wasn't mentally wiped at the end of the day and yeah. tired of people. But what I would do is I'd go network and then when I need a break, I'd come back and hang out by Donnie and, and uh, his wife, Elizabeth, and, and have, you know, be social that way. Uh, and then I'd go find people again. And, but it was kind of like my home base. So it was a safe place I could come and just recharge a little bit. Yep. Um, and, you know, it's a, if you, it's good to have that person that is a little more extroverted. Uh, because they are going to have people naturally coming up to them because they're going to know more people and they're going to have that personality. So you can still do some really cool networking without having to always be uh, making the first move. You can join into some cool conversations and then, you know, venture off, do your own thing and then, you know, come back uh, an hour or so later, recover a bit and then go out again. Yep. Yep. I love it. I love it. I love it. Well, uh, number eight. Go network in places where you can geek out. Oh, yeah. The, you, you have to have places that where people are talking about the things you love to do. So, you know, Donnie does uh, uh, iron work. The, blacksmithing. What the hell do they freaking blacksmithing? You know, you know, find blacksmithing clubs where you can talk about stuff and people are, and you can learn things and you can get into it. Uh, you know, Donnie belongs to the local goat. Community. I do uh, not belong to I do have a <laughs> homesteaders community that I'm a part of. Yeah. Um, but yeah. <laughs> so, but you know, find those things that you like. You know, I'm a Star Wars fan. So, you know, you know, hang out there. Veterans groups. If you're a veteran, you want to hang out with other veterans. Shooting clubs. If you like uh, to go shoot and do that stuff, hunting, fishing, you know, whatever it is, get around those people where you can geek out about that thing. Because the, the conversation is naturally going to at some point transition to. So, what do you do when you're not fishing? 
And then you get to have those conversations and it's like, oh, you do that? Cool. Here's what I do. And you, you can have some really cool uh, business conversations pop up. Yep, for sure. And I will tell most people that there is a an association with whatever you geek out on, get to that damn association because there's people having business conversations that are part of it. I mean, and, and you got to find yourself in places where it's easy to get in conversations on things that you can geek out on. And there's, there's a business conversation expected. This makes yeah. it a lot easier. You know, yeah, totally. Donnie tried to start a meat company at a rent fair. Well, <laughs> That 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 that's really true. When you drink too damn much, and you're out fucking doing a walkabout in the Renaissance Fair, and this dude hands you some amazing freaking mead, and you're half crocked, you try and start a freaking mead company. Uh, the dude told me repeatedly he's just doing this shit in his backyard. Like, by God, as I said, I don't, I, I can't do small talk at all. But fucking, I can talk business all day long. So that's good shit. So, uh, uh, number nine, always be networking. Yes, totally always be networking. But there's a caveat to that. Bring it. You have to honor the situation. You have to honor the event that you're at. So, you know, if you are at a funeral and you're at the church basement, you maybe don't want to just be like, you know, making it rain with your business cards looking for business, <laughs> you know. But you, you know, you can still have the conversations and then, you know, follow up with those. Okay. People. I'm going to disagree with you here. Stuff. On this. I'm going to completely but, disagree with you on this one. though, so, because I, I can tell you right now at a funeral, by God, I'm going to talk business. And the reason I'm going to talk business is because it changes the fucking subject. Uh, same thing at a wedding. Most people don't give a flying fuck that they're sitting at that damn wedding watching all the stuff, right? They're there for the fucking free food and the free drinks. Talk business, talk shop. It is a great icebreaker when you can ask somebody, hey, what do you do for a living? Um, and you can talk in about things. Because for me, I'm always going to ask somebody what they do for a living. And then odds are it's some crazy shit. Like when you're at a wedding, it's not your typical fucking networking, right? So <laughs> you're going to find out that somebody is a damn lab rat scientist. And then I'm going to go, how the fuck did you get into that? And it gives me a chance to get around my inability to small talk and talk to people but always so i was at i was at an event and asked someone what they did and i was told that is a rude question to ask people. well that's because you got talking to a dumb bitch that doesn't fucking know better uh you know it was a it was a guy well still was, a dumb like, bitch no, that doesn't know a better rude question oh, i'm like fuck like off. that's not one of the three things i was told the people to who get annoyed by that question are the fucking super networkers that all they fucking do is got a dang network, right? That, that, that's why they get annoyed by the fucking question because uh, they're too hoity-toity to fucking tell somebody what they do. And they probably don't know how to tell somebody what they do in the first place. It's a natural flow of a question. And outside of your traditional networking circles, they don't get asked that a lot because they hang with their certain circle of freaking friends. So at a wedding, at a funeral, I don't give a shit. Fucking, it's a good icebreaker of a question. Uh, yeah, and I so and I need to caveat what I said because I will have business conversations, but I'm not. That is not my focus. I am not heavy, hard, uh, hard networking at those events. I'll, I'll you know, I'll, you know, if it's someone new, it's like, oh, what do you do? Oh, cool. Where's that at? You know, awesome. Right. Uh, and we'll, now remember we'll have though, networking is making introductions, opening doors if you can. It's yep. not selling. Yeah, you know, so, I know. You know, it's not going into the situation saying, hey, buy this shit. 
but but networking is you know it's it's literally figuring out how you can help somebody else out so it's a good way to to, to dive into it so I'm not gonna network at a funeral get out of here i'm gonna get so much hate mail for that one <laughs> i i never said not to i just said honor the event uh i i did i showed up <laughs> Oh, there I'm, I'm looking forward to those messages. So, and then number ten, and I this is what my one of my top ones is get to the bar. <laughs> it is the easiest place to meet people. Yep. Uh, but uh, I used to do a workshop on the ten type of people you would meet at a networking event, uh, and one of them was the person that just hangs out at the bar looking for free drinks. So, you know, Wait. I, I definitely. You got free drinks just by hanging out at the bar. How the fuck did I miss that memo? Uh, you, you're the one who networks and is not afraid to ask questions. I don't know. Yeah, I never got. I mean, <laughs> I you know now that I say that out loud, people would if if it was drink ticket type thing, you know, yep. uh, people would. Well, I already knew that I drank too, so people would always bring me the freaking <laughs> drink tickets if they weren't drinking. So, but you know, yeah, I would. I wouldn't hang at the bar, but I would go to the bar. Because yeah. it's a, it's almost expected when you're sitting at the bar waiting for the bartender or That's your the, drink to come to have a conversation. Yep. So no one gets, you know, it's a super unintrusive way to do it because no, everyone's expecting it, uh, and no one is going to be mad that you so strike. So here's a, a trick for introverts in particular um, on this one: is I like the bar because you can position yourself where people have to come to you. It's kind of like you're, you know, being the uh, uh, welcomer at a freaking event, you know, the, for the greeter. I couldn't find, figure, find the word. Yeah. When you're in the, like the greeter type person or you're at the bar, you're already positioning yourself where people have to talk to you. So if you're not good at making that first move, you're in a great position for people to say hi, hello, and do that ice break maneuver for you. Um, I know some people that are some heavy hitters running big companies introverted as hell that they will always find them way some way way to position themselves so people have to come to them you know and that's why i i like the bar and two once people get a few drinks into them they'll usually loosen up and have some better conversations versus the cheese dick sales pitches stuff you get all the time yeah so. Well, that was, this was fun for me is taking you through the list of the 10 different things. So my list of 10 was come with a target, make the first move. Don't be an Eeyore, focus on introductions, keep moving, get to the one-on-one -on -one meeting, find a wingman, get to places you can geek out, always be networking and get to the bar. Now, that was a lot of fun. I had fun going through that one um, and picking a few fights with you. So guys, if you got any value out of this, do a favor, make sure you are subscribed to the show. Leave us a five-star rating wherever you're listening to podcast and share this out with one person that you might think could get some value out of this. And as always, love you, mean it. See you, bye. When I created Success Champions, it was on the idea that most people make themselves an island as they're growing their business. Yeah, they just don't want people to know how bad things are because if anybody knew how bad things are, nobody would do business with you. So, like me, they don't often reach out for advice, they don't get support, they just try and put their head down and grind through it. And let's be honest, man, that, that lifestyle sucks. And when you're constantly trying to find yourself to push through it and figure it out on your own, 
it often leads to misery. We created success champions so you don't make yourself an island, so you don't build your business alone. There are a ton of people that are going through it on the same journey that are looking for the same advice you are. Maybe they've been through it and are looking to help. So come hang out with Success Champions. Go to successchampionnetworking.com. Go visit one of our peer groups and let's help you actually get to business freedom. Don't build your business alone. Come hang with us as Success Champions.